1: Second hour of the Bruce Hooley Show begins with our weekly visit with our friend Matt Mayer of Opportunity Ohio. Follow him on Twitter at OhioMatt and check out his website, OpportunityOhio.org. Matt is a great voice on business, political matters, and we visit with him every week. So welcome, Matt, and let's talk about Intel and Ohio, and they postponed their groundbreaking, which we thought was kind of a cosmetic thing. Now we have, since we talked the last time, Roe versus Wade overturned. I'm waiting, I'm wondering how long it is before somebody tries to bring pressure to bear on intel not to come to Ohio if Ohio succeeds in outlawing abortion after six weeks. Have you been surprised that hasn't been brought up yet, and do you expect it to be brought up by some activist group?
2: Um, I mean, you'd you not You'd be surprised if they didn't bring it up, right? Because that's the way they try to now plot pressure is to go after corporations and try to bully them into being woke. Um, Not sure it will work. It it looks to me like Intel is more dependent upon corporate welfare uh, than they are about, you know, woke, woke policies. So I think they're more focused on will we get our money from the feds and state and locals so that we can, you know, justify our bottom line or not. And that's what's really going to drive the decision, it seems to me, going forward.
1: Yeah. And it appears uh, the climate doesn't really matter to Intel coming as uh, the Ohio EPA acknowledges that it will damage wetlands, over in uh, Lickin County, but they've given them their permit to go ahead anyway. And so I am not surprised by this, but it's uh, interesting to note nonetheless. Are you surprised by it?
2: I am a little bit surprised by it. I mean, usually, you know, the folks over at EPA are a bit more uh, strident about protecting the environment. And so, you know, that just tells you this that this this deal is clearly viewed by the DeWine administration as, Kind of a lifesaver to justify giving them four more years because you know they, they haven't really accomplished much in four years. So, you know, Intel's really the only thing they can throw around. So, my guess is there is some pressure to to get this thing through as much as possible.
1: Matt Mayer, opportunityohio.org. Check him out on Substack and uh, let's talk a little bit, Matt, about your Substack. You have uh, your latest post it was interesting. We expect the House to be taken over by Republicans in the fall. They have oversight authority, and you advocate for them to use that oversight authority. Tell me about it.
2: Yeah, use it aggressively. Uh, I mean, look, I, I think they're going to take back the House for sure. And my my view is they should be as aggressive or more than the Democrats have been the last couple of years and going after folks of the Biden administration for for clearly uh, unconstitutional or dere- dereliction of duty uh, action. So you know the, the the top 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 folks right now are Merrick Garland's Department of Justice, has become hyper politicized. You know they used to accuse Bill Barr, of uh, Bob Barr, being kind of a hyper partisan guy, but you know he was pretty straight handed. But but Merrick Garland, thank God he's not on the Supreme Court because mm. it's clear he's just a political hack. But that guy, I mean, not going after these uh, these pro life uh, parenting clinics that are being bombed and, and, and terrorized. Right, allowing protesters to go to, to this the home of Supreme Court justices even after an assassination attempt, you know, not not having an even hand going after 2020 rioters with the same uh, you know zealous pursuit that they've gone after one sixers, even even only trespassing one sixers. So to me, there's a lot there to go after Merrick Garland. He has lied uh, repeatedly to the to the to the uh, House uh, in testimony. So. They need to go after that guy, and even if he resigns, and you know, this is the thrust of the piece, right, Bruce? Was having been in the administration, you know, you get burned out. You don't last all four years or Mm -hmm. all eight years. And so, typically, if you think there's going to be a change in control of Congress from friendly to unfriendly, that's when you get, you know, get out of dodge because you don't want to have to deal with, you know, testifying to a Republican House if you're a Democrat. So, my sense is you're going to see some of the cabinet members start to kind of jump ship here at the latter part of the year. And, And what I say is. You know, Typically, you ignore them after they're gone, and my view is hell no. Uh, go after Merrick Garland, no matter where he is. Uh, bankrupt him like he bankrupted the families of one-sixers of who just did trespasses and that they, they're they being unfair going after these folks the way they are and ignoring the 2020 rioters. But, but make him pay for his lies, his unconstitutional acts, his hyper-partisan Department of Justice. So he, I think they should be aggressive. And is May, over at Homeland Security, where I used to work, He's another one. Right. He's openly lied to Congress. He, he lied about the Ministry of Truth and, and Nina Jankowitz and all the how she was hired, what she was going to do. He scoffs at the border. He has allowed the border to be open. We just saw 53 poor migrants die in a mm. van because mm. of the policies of the Biden administration. Right. A, a mass murder at, at the hands of Joe Biden in and, and Mayorkas. And, and that needs to be uh, they need to be held accountable for that, Bruce.
1: Well, I agree 100, percent and I was just ruminating in my mind. Again, our guest is Matt Mayer of OpportunityOhio.com. Read his Substack; it's called The Patriot Mind, and also follow Matt on Twitter at Ohio Matt. I was thinking just how how barbaric of, of a way it is to die that those poor migrants died in the back of that tractor trailer—no water, no heat. They see other people dying; they likely know that is their scenario coming up, and I, I could just imagine how that would be portrayed in the news if Trump were president, or if or if we had border patrol agents who, in enforcing our sovereign border, uh, had done something that led to the death of one migrant, let alone 53. I mean, this this is this is absolutely ghastly to contemplate what went on at the border. And you're right, it goes off because of Joe Biden's border policies. So I do think Mayorkas is a great target. And I think Javier Becerra, head of HHS, th- I'm, I'm stunned. The reaction to Roe, we knew it would be vitriolic among the uh, so-called faithful who really— uh, obfuscate on what abortion is and that it's about women's rights not about the baby's rights but have you been surprised in the way which i'm probably now thinking how dumb this question is the way the administration is just kind of going go oh you said abortion's not codified in the constitution well let's do everything we can to just nullify what the supreme court decided
2: well so so bruce this guy goes back to a piece i wrote two two pieces ago right which was which attack on which branch of government is undermining our democracy? Right, and, mm. and this is where you know the left, simply in the media, just focus on you know the January six riots that you know delayed the electoral count by a couple of hours. That's it. But but we're going to ignore we're going to ignore the attack on the presidency uh, by the Clinton campaign, uh, not just when it was a campaign, but thereafter, and, and the intelligence going after Donald Trump and his presidency, uh, with cl- with clearly false information, right? The abuse of the FISA court. We're going to go, we're going to ignore a assassination attempt on the Supreme Court. And now we're going to say it's perfectly not undermining democracy, not undermining the legitimacy of our country to essentially say, oh, the Supreme Court said X, just ignore them. Oh, they, they, they are wrong. We need to take them out. We need to pack the court. I mean, talk about undermining our democracy, unwilling to accept the results of a fair argued, fairly briefed judicial decision that is firmly rooted in the Constitution, by the way. Notice that the left and the media, they never say what's wrong with the decision. All they say is, oh, it's gonna force it's gonna force there to be more democracy, i.e., <laughs> we're gonna have states now through the political process, all fifty states, decide this issue, which is more democracy, not less, right? It is more people having a say, not less. So to me it's just it's idiotic to think that you can say January sixth was some, you know, co- you know, crisis of our country, in a way that was different than what they've done with going after the court, going after court members with their physical family and whatnot. It's just uh, absolutely absurd to me. So I, 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 I'm just shocked by it, to be honest.
1: We're always shocked by things we could not do whether that's an act of a serial killer or a human trafficker or something like this. And you served in Homeland Security, and I know that this is not something that you would endorse because you prize the Constitution. And I think that the way Roe was overturned by this court shows that Republicans like to play by the rules. Democrats, if they don't get their way, want to change the rules and throw a tantrum about changing the rules. And the latest tantrum is Biden today at the G7 said, let's suspend the filibuster just one time in order to codify Roe into law. It depends on Manchin not caving and cinema to a lesser degree, not caving. How much confidence do you have that those two will hold fast on this particular issue?
2: I think they're going to have to hold fast. I mean, I, I, I think they will hold fast. I don't think it's going to work. If, you know, you, you can't say, you know, justice once. Justice once becomes then every time, and then the filibuster is functionally over. And, and let me be clear, Bruce, if, if the Supreme Court in this Dodds decision would have said we are outlawing abortion, we find that there is no right whatsoever in any in the democratic process for this to occur, and we're outlawing abortion, that would have been, to me, a deeply problematic outcome. Because to me, the Constitution wouldn't have, that would, that would have been extra constitutional. I think the left would have every right to be frustrated, angry, and to hit the decision for what it was. But all the court said was, yeah, Roe v. Wade and KCV's Planned Parenthood, they weren't rooted in the Constitution. There's no right here. This is clearly, as the founders intended, a issue for states to decide. So we're pushing back to the states to decide. And some states will say, yep, we're going to have an abortion in 40 weeks. Some will say, we're going to do it down to a heartbeat, uh, six, seven, eight weeks. It, 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 that's the democratic process, right? So to me, that's what that's what everyone misses is you know, the court didn't outlaw abortion. So why would we codify Roe? and take away the democratic process from the 50 states and the people that live in those states. But why is that the right, right answer, is to nationalize an issue in a way that creates less democracy, less voice for the people, and, and then changes the rules in order to squeeze it through? That, that, to me, is really undermining our Constitution more than anything that happened on January 6th.
1: Agree totally. That's why we have Matt on the show, because of his perspective, his ability to articulate the issues smartly and succinctly. Follow him on Twitter at OhioMatt. Read his sub stack, The Patriot Mind, and log on to opportunityohio.org to find out more about Matt and his great organization. Matt, thanks so much for your time today.
2: As always, thanks for
1: Hey, guess what happened while Matt Mayer of Opportunity, Ohio, and I were chatting? uh, This person was confirmed to the Supreme Court of the United States.
0: Uh, Can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't?
1: Not in this context. I'm not a biologist. Oh, I cut off Katanji Brown-Jackson when she said why she couldn't tell us what a woman is. Okay.
0: In this context, so I'm not a biologist.
1: Of- I'm not a biologist. No, but she is a Supreme Court justice. Sworn in at high noon, taking the place of Stephen Breyer. So she's young. She's going to be on the court a long, long time. Sotomayor's young. Kagan's young. We got to hope Clarence Thomas hangs in there until 2024. Because... We're in this position where we have a 6-3, well, (laughs) five-and-a-half conservative justice majority on the court. John Roberts is a squish. Big-time disappointment. George W. Bush appointee. But we're in this position on the Supreme Court because Ruth Bader Ginsburg's ego got in the way, and she thought Hillary Clinton was going to win the 2016 election, and she thought even if I die during a Hillary Clinton regime, they'll certainly find somebody even more radical than me, like maybe Ketanji Brown-Jackson. Clarence Thomas is not going to retire during a Democratic administration, but sometimes the uh, God of the universe retires you before you are ready. So I would imagine that Judge Thomas will sit on the court until, let's say, a Republican gets elected in 2024. Judge Thomas will sit on the court until 2026 or 27. He would want to retire soon enough that there would not be the comparison to the vacancy created by the death of uh, Justice Scalia and Barack Obama's attempt to get Merrick Garland on the court, which Mitch McConnell said no to. And even though I have issues with Mitch McConnell, uh, we always owe him the undying gratitude of forestalling Merrick, Merrick Garland being on the court. The guy who uses his Justice Department, if he could, without being called upon it, to go classify and investigate parents interested in their kids' education to classify them as domestic terrorists. That guy. Almost sat on the Supreme Court. Almost. Mm, That's what you call a close one. Now, Joe Biden was at the G7 summit today in Europe where he was doing what Joe Biden does, lying. He kept talking about how the United States' inflation rate is lower than other industrialized nations around the world. This probably came as a shock to the other head honchos of said G7 nations, since only one of them has a higher inflation rate currently than the United States. So Biden has said that before. He'll continue to say that. It is an absolute abject lie. He knows it. Everybody should know it by now, but the mainstream media is not going to call it out. Now, he was asked about abortion and about the Supreme Court ruling and about what he can do to take care of abortion and get it codified into law so that women can kill their babies and continue the evil that has been the practice, a routine practice in our country for half a century. Um, it's giving him the opportunity to talk once again about doing something that would destroy The last firewall that exists legislatively against mere majority rule in Washington, D.C. What further specific executive actions are you considering in response to the road ruling? And would you declare a public health emergency, as several Democrats are calling on you to do?
3: I'll be happy to go in detail with you on that. Uh, I'm having a meeting with a group of governors when I get home on Friday. And I'll have announcements to make then. But the first and foremost thing we should do is make it clear how outrageous this decision was, and how much it impacts not just on women's right to choose, which is a critical, critical piece, but on privacy generally, on privacy generally. And so uh, I'm going to be talking to uh, to the governors as to what actions they think I should be taking as well, and. Uh, but the most important thing to be clear about is we have to change, I believe, we have to codify Roe v. Wade in the law. And the way to do that is to make sure the Congress votes to do that. And if the filibuster gets in the way, it's like voting rights. It should be, we provide an exception for this, the accept, the, require an exception to the filibuster for this action to deal with the Supreme Court decision. So just this one time on the filibuster,
1: just on abortion and voting rights and climate, you know how this is going to go, right? Remember the old Steve Martin movie, The Jerk? Yeah, I know it's fitting, isn't it? I'm talking about the jerk and I'm talking about Joe Biden, who's jerking us around with his horrific policies and his jerking around a wood if he could. The foundational principles of America. The f- checks and balances that a- AOC gave us a civics lesson earlier in checks and balances. Joe Biden talks about the filibuster. Ah, just this one time. And you know that will not be justice one time. In The Jerk, the movie, Steve Martin says, all I need is a car. If I just had a car, I'd be happy. A uh, car and a swimming pool. Swimming pool and a car. car and a swimming pool. It's all I need to be happy. Well, and a nice suit of clothes. Car, swimming pool, nice suit of clothes. It's all I need to be happy. Uh, well wait a minute, uh, I also need like uh, lifetime free air pass uh, to fly anywhere in the world I want. Lifetime air pass, car, suit of clothes, and a mil- and a million dollars. a million dollars would be nice. That's the democratic approach to the filibuster. Oh, we'll only use it once really we'll only, we're honestly, only once. <laughs> and then he said out loud, voting just like voting rights. yeah, we were gonna use it just that one time on voting rights. And now just this one time on abortion. And then it'll be just this one time on climate, just this one time on the border, just this one time. Come on. He's such an idiot. And thankfully, we're not stupid enough to fall for it. Now, the question is, will Joe Manchin fall for it? In our conversation with uh, Matt Mayer, we were talking about Intel. And I will be very, very surprised. If the Democrats don't realize that they can't get Manchin to flip on the filibuster. And so what are they going to do? They're going to do the only thing they can do. They're going to bring enormous pressure to bear on companies to either leave or not locate in states where abortion is severely restricted. You wait for it. The employees of Intel are going to start a movement to have Intel not come to Ohio because abortion is not allowed, or theoretically will not be allowed in Ohio. By the way, all the Planned Parenthood clinics in Ohio have shut down, which I find odd, and I will tell you why next.